Oh, here's one for 180000 in France. It has a moat. Do you want a moat? I'd love a moat, but not for 180000 <laughs> Listen, you're being real picky about the castles I'm picking. Yes, I am going to be picky about the place that is going to store all my books. Should I not be? I suppose so. <laughs> Hey guys, it's a new year with new books, so here's what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. On January 11th, we're going to start off with a game we like to call Friend, Roommate, Kill, which is our female-centric version of the game Kiss, Mary Kill. We had a blast playing, and we hope you'll tune in for some laughs. Then, on January 18th, we will have our first book review of the year, The Left-Handed Booksellers of London by Garth Nix. Mo got me an autographed copy of this newly released novel for my birthday this past year, and we're looking forward to sharing our thoughts on it. If you'd like, pick up your own copy and give it a read so you can join us for the full review. And now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we're going to talk about our 2021 goals. As always, many people... Put out New Year's resolutions, and this episode will be our New Year's revolution. Revolution? Resolution. Resolution. Viva or revolution. la revolution. Viva la book revolution. Yes, precisely. <laughs> so we're going to start with talking about, in general, our goals, and then we're each going to list some of the books that we plan on reading. And then when we come back, we are going to talk more about what are our predictions will be for next year. So, Abby, what are your general goals for 2021? Well, I really want to read more Discworld. I own several of the books, and it's such a large series. I really want to tackle a few more. And mostly, my goal is to just read more of the books that I already own. (laughs) That seems like a silly goal. Isn't the goal of a book reader, book buyer, book person, bookworm, is to buy and collect more books? It is. But at the same time, I literally have a pile on my dresser, a pile on my headboard, a pile on my shelf, and a pile on my kitchen table that I keep looking at going, I need to read you. I need to read you. I need to read you. I somehow don't see how this is a problem. Um, You are losing me on why you should read the books you already have. Because there's so many in those piles that I'm excited to read and I want to get to them. So I'm just like... This year, I've... Then how do you keep buying more books? How do more books keep manifesting if you have all these piles of books? Because I see other books that I get excited about reading, but I have to prioritize <laughs> something, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. I understand. What is your book goal? How many books do you want to read? And how many books was your goal last year? Oh, okay. So last year, I had 50 books as my goal. And I did 65 total, not including... Anything I read after this recording, because there's like another week and a half. So it'll probably be like 66. But I had a really good year this year as far as reading goes. So I'm thinking I'm going to up my goal next year to 60 instead of 50. Ambitious. Yes. This particular list that I'm going to go through is about 41-ish books. So I have plenty of wiggle room in that for other books that might catch my attention. I understand. I'm glad that you're leaving some wiggle room. Yes. 
So the physical books that I own that I want to read are Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik, which is set in the same world as Uprooted, but different characters to my understanding. So I liked the author. I liked her writing style. I really loved Uprooted. And so I'm excited to see what Spinning Silver brings. Wild Sign by Patricia Briggs. It's the newest Alpha and Omega, and it's coming out March 16th. So obviously I've already pre-ordered it. It's going to be showing up at my house on March 16th, and I'm going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is what I do. The Shadow and Bone Trilogy, I have already finished the first book in, and I would like to finish books two and three, which are Siege and Storm and Ruin and Rising, and that trilogy is by Lee Bardugo. Some Danger Involved by Will Thomas, Where'd You Go Bernadette by Maria Semple, The Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris, which is historical fiction, obviously. Men at Arms by Terry Pratchett. Uh, This is the next installment of the City Watch arc in Discworld. So since I liked Guards, Guards, I would like to read the next one. I would also like to read Soul Music and Hogfather, which are books three and four in the Death arc of Discworld. The first two are Mort and Reaper Man, which I have read in previous years. I read Reaperman last year and Mort before that. So I would like to continue that arc as well because death is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the death squeaker a lot as well. Yes. I also am hoping to get to sorcery from Discworld just because Sir Terry Pratchett himself said that's where everybody should start. <laughs> so I'd like to see why he wanted me to start there, mm. even though I didn't. I'm going to read the rest of The Enchanted Forest Chronicles by Patricia C. Reed. I already read the first one, which is called Dealing with Dragons. And the other three are Searching for Dragons, Calling on Dragons, and Talking to Dragons. And they're middle grade books. They're pretty short, so they're quick to get through. I just actually have to like pick them up and read them. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to read... Lome Hedge by Brian Jakes, which is a Redwall book that I have not read yet. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to read that. <laughs> the Accidental Sorcerer by K.E. Mills. The Lies of Loch Lamora by Scott Lynch. Curse of the Blue Tattoo by L.A. Meyer. And this is the second book in the Bloody Jack series. I read some of these years and years ago, and I don't remember too much about them. But I did remember that I liked them, and there were a lot that I hadn't gotten to, because it's a fairly long series. So, in 2020, I reread Bloody Jack. And so I want to get to Curse of the Blue Tattoo. Then, July 6th, Elizabeth Lim has a new book coming out called Six Crimson Cranes. Again, I've already pre-ordered it. It's going to be showing up at my house on July 6th. Okay, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, she's the author who wrote the Blood of the Stars duology that I loved so much, which is Spin the Dawn and Unravel the Dusk. So I was oh, very yeah. excited to hear about this one. I'm like, yes, pre-order, please. <laughs> uh, the Gilded Wolves by Roshani Chokski. Dance of Thieves by Mary E. Pearson. Looking for Alaska by John Green. I haven't actually read anything of John Green's, but I happened to get this one in... Uh, used book bag from Afterwards Books, which is one of our local bookshops. 
And I went, well, I guess I'm going to read some John Green. Yeah, yeah, might as well. The Kingdom of Copper by S.A. Chakraborty, which is book two in the Devabod trilogy. I read the first one this past year in 2020. And they are hefty books, so it'll take me a bit to get through it. (laughs) I would also like to read The Ballad of Songbirds and the Snakes by Suzanne Collins. All the Stars and Teeth by Adeline Grace. A Song of Wraiths and Ruin by Roseanne A. Brown. And The Reluctant Assassin by Ian Culver, because I have not given up on him as an author, despite High Fire. I'll say good news. I don't know if it's like really along the lines of Armist Fell, but it is a young adult book, so we don't have to worry about it being a weird book. Yes. So I'm excited to rekindle my enjoyment of Ian Colfer's work. <laughs> and then the digital books I own that I really would like to get to. The Blacksmith Queen by G.A. Aiken, uh, which is book one of the Scarred Earth Saga. The Savior's Champion by Jenna Morecki. Curse Painter by Jordan Rivet. Bell and Beast by Rebecca Fittery. And this one, actually, I heard about from the author herself because she posted about it in a group that we are both in on Facebook, basically saying, hey, I'm proud of myself because I got this published. And I went, shoot, I want to support an author. So I went ahead and bought it. And it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So how bad can it really be? Uh, We like that kind of stuff. I love retelling. Exactly. I went, it's Beauty and the Beast, which is one of my favorites. And you're retelling it. I want to hear this. (laughs) Yes. Also, okay, Agatha Christie. I just have her name listed because... The digital book I have is this giant collection of her works. It's like over a thousand pages. And so obviously I'm not going to get through the whole thing, but I'd like to read a couple of the works that are in it because she's always touted as such a great mystery writer and I never really read mysteries, but I'd like to read some of hers just to say that I have. (laughs) To have those bragging rights. So essential. Right. (laughs) And then... The Road to Faringal by Charlotte E. English, which is book one of the Modern Magic series. Hmm. And the TBR that I don't own yet. <laughs> the Last Dragon Slayer by Jasper Ford. Blood and Honey, which is book two of the Serpent and Dove series. I read Serpent and Dove this past year and absolutely fell in love with it. Like, hardcore, I couldn't believe how head over heels I fell in love with it. So I really need to get the second one and read it. (laughs) Also, The Priory of the Orange Tree. I actually borrowed this one from the library, but it's such a hefty book that I didn't get too far in before I had to return it. And I just went, you know something? Forget it. I just need to actually get a copy for myself. (laughs) I kind of hate that. Like, sometimes the library, I'm like, I need, like... One more minute, please. Like, and then it's like, well, there's a wait list for the book. I'm like, fine, just take it. I'm done. Yeah, it was one of those books where it was just like, I could just keep trying to reborrow it and picking up, but I'd rather just stop for now and retry again when I have a copy that's my own. Yep. Then The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. The Merciful Crow by Margaret Owen. 
The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison, which is one that Mo mentioned, and I looked it up and went, ooh, I want to read that. <laughs> the Sleeper and the Spindle by Neil Gaiman, and more of T. Kingfisher's stories. I read her story, uh, Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, and I absolutely loved it, and I really want to read more stories like it, because it was so whimsical and funny, and it was so quotable. I highlighted so many quotes out of it, because it was a Kindle book, and it just, uh, it made me so happy. Those quotes still crack me up when I look back at them. <laughs> I like that. So, those are my goals for 2021. All right. Well, I enjoy all of your selections. There's nothing on there I would say will be terrible because I've read some of them, so it should be great, right? Right. That's how that works. I know. <laughs> You're making me want to add, like, Soul Music and Hogfather to my list, and I'm like, maybe. Maybe I'll read them. I have read Morton Reaperman, so I would have to read Soul Music and Hogfather. And I own Hogfather, but I don't own Soul Music. Yeah, I own Soul Music, and I just recently got Hogfather. Actually, I retract that. I think I own Soul Music in the basement as a book. Cop- not a, not an ebook. Well, I mean, I technically have Soul Music also. Okay, fine. I might have two... All right, you know, I should just stop talking. I do have all these books. Sorry. <laughs> I, just can't, I can't... I have so many books, I can't remember what I have. Trust me, I have that problem. All right, everyone, when we come back, we will talk about me and then our predictions for what books we're going to like and how well we'll do. We'll see you in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guest and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler-free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book. And we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast and now back to the show welcome back guys all right this half we're gonna start out with all of mo's goals my goals for 2021 miss chuckles i am going to keep the same goal as i did this year was which is to read 50 books i am probably will be at 48 books by the end of the weekend and i have two more weeks ish to finish two more books so hopefully i'll hit 50 by the end of 2020 but for 2021 i'm gonna really try harder to make it 50 books and not be on the deadline anyway i currently have 37 books on my list with wiggle room for my book club recommendations and selections and whatever abby tells me i need to read i love wiggle room for you as well oh thank you yes so I'm going to run through my list. First one. So this is going to be the first book I'm for sure going to read starting in January, which is S by J.J. Abrams, which I have started before and I love. It's one of those books. It's a experimental book where it's a story within a story. It has like props inside of it. And I'm really excited because I'm going to, it's going to be a physical copy of a book. The, the Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris. Shadow and Bone. Crooked Kingdom, Siege and Storm, Ruin and Rising, King of Scars, and Knife House 
by all by Lee Bardugo. Cricket Kingdom is the sequel to Six of Crows. So I'm finally going to read that one. Shadow and Bone, Siege and Storm, Ruin and Rising is the trilogy that happens before the Six of Crows duology. King of Scars, I think, happens after Six of Crows. So all in the same universe, all in the um, Grishaverse. And then Ninth House is set not in all of this, but something else. And has magic. So, of course, I want to read it. I am going to listen to, and this is going to be, this is going to be an audible, or audio book, I'm positive. Heaven's River by Dennis E. Taylor, which is book four in the Bobverse series. <laughs> and I'm really excited about that one because I highly enjoy the voice acting in those books. The next one, Abby giggled about because the title is very different, but it's called The Erotic Stories for the Punjabi Widows by Bali Jaswal. Sorry, author, for bad pronunciation. I'm really excited about read that one. It's going to be a slice of life book. The Last Emperor, which is book number three of the Interdependency Trilogy by John Scalzi. That will be an audiobook as well. Of course, Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik, which I'm going to read with, of course, Abby as a butter read in February. The Book Thief by Marcus Zuzak. The Poppy War, which is book one of the Poppy War series by R.F. Kuang. That will be an audiobook. A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor, which is book number two of the Carl's duology by Hank Green, also an audiobook. The Ten Thousand Doors of January by Alex E. Haro, also an audiobook. It's sad I know which ones are audiobooks already, but it's because I own them. Instant Karma by Marissa Meyer. Forge, which is book number 11 in the Alex Berry series by Benedict Jacko, which I am super excited about. Like, really, really, really excited about that will probably be like if s is my real book in real life this is going to be probably my ebook that i have on my phone to carry around with me and read i love that series and when they left us on book 10 on a cliffhanger i was dying and i cannot wait to read it okay i am like super excited raven's gate power of five book number one by anthony harowitz this was given to me by my friend liz this was one of her favorite books growing up in high school so i'm going to read it an Invisible Sign of My Own by Amy Bender, which was also given to me by my friend Liz. And this book is actually published by her professor, her writing professor from UCLA. And I thought that was really cool that she's a writing professor and my friend took classes from her and she gave me her book. So that's really cool to me. So I'm going to read it. The Inventor's Secret by Andrea Crimer, which is a pretty book I have next to me. Spin the Dawn, The Blood of Stars, number one, by Elizabeth Lim. City of Bones, The Mortal Instruments, number one, by Cassandra Clare. I know, these are really popular, and I've not read the Mortal Instruments book or stories yet, but I'm going to, because I, I have a copy of it, a, a real book copy. The School of Good and Evil, which is the first book in the series, by Simone Chinani. Prudence, The Custer Protocol, book number one, by Gail Carringer. The Last Dragon Slayer, book number one by Jasper Ford. The A Reluctant Assassin, W-A-R-P-A-K Warp, book number one by Ian Colfer. Those are all three books that Abby had on her list as well. Well, she already read the Custer's Protocol series, so it doesn't really matter. But we're going to talk about those next year. The Obelisk Gate, which is the Broken Earth, book number two. And The Stone Sky, which is number three by N.K. Jemison. That's the person that wrote 
the one book that Abby says she's going to read the fifth season, Unravel the Dusk, book number two for The Blood of Stars by Elizabeth Lim, and Six Crimson Cranes, which is book number one by Elizabeth Lim that Abby says she already pre-ordered for June or July. 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 So that would be a summer read. The Sleeper in the Spindle by Neil Gaiman. Of course, Wild Sign, Alpha and Omega, book number six by Patricia Briggs. I am so excited about this book. Really enjoyed the last one because I read book number five last year, which was Burn Bright. And it was really, really good. And I highly enjoyed the new Mercy Thompson book from last year as well. The Hazelwood, which is book number one by Melissa Albert. That will be an audiobook. Middle Game, which is book number one in the Middle Game series by Shannon McGuire, also an audiobook. Anxious People by Frederick Beckman, because I need a book that's going to make me cry next year, and I know how those books are. And finally, House of Many Ways, How's Moving Castle, book number three by Miss Diana Lynn Jones. So those are the 37 books I have picked so far for next year, and I am super excited about them. I think I have a pretty good mix between physical books, ebooks, and audiobooks. And also, once again, my books lean very heavily in the sci-fi and the fantasy realms. Not really a surprise. I have some slice of life. Not much. Some historical fiction, a few. But again, I live in one genre. I'm with you there. I have like one historical fiction and what's looking for Alaska? Is that like slice of life? That's Slice of Life. Okay, so I have one historical fiction, one Slice of Life, possible murder mystery, and literally everything else is fantasy. (laughs) Sounds about right to me. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, what else would one pick? I don't know. Why would you pick anything but fantasy? Yeah, I have a hard time thinking of why I wouldn't. I really love fantasy. Fantasy just makes me happy. I mean, we're in it for the escapism, right? Yes, and I love anything that has a dragon or magic. What else is in fantasy? Swords. Swords are good, too. World's not like our own. That as well. (sighs) All right, so let's talk predictions about these books, then. Yes. Abby. Yes. My first question for you, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. What books do you think will be your favorite books you're going to read next year? So, obviously, neither of us picked books to put on these lists that we thought we were not going to like, because that would be stupid. But I think the book that is probably has the best bet for me loving it is Wild Sign, because the Mercy Thompson and Alpha and Omega series are just, like, two of my go-tos. When new books in those two series come out, I get them immediately, and I always love them. Right? They're like a candy book. Right. I have yet to be disappointed by either of these series. And it's just, ugh. They're also those series that I just, like, I go back and I reread. And I don't even count it towards my Goodreads numbers just because I love them and I've reread them so many times. (laughs) You sound a lot like our friend Lisa, who highly, highly loves Patricia Briggs books. I I blame Lisa for getting me back into it. It is all her fault. You're completely right. I'd read, like, the first two maybe three in high school and then I just like got distracted by other books and never read any more of them and then she brought them up to me and I went 
Oh, yeah. I remember reading a couple of those years ago. I should re-listen to them. And suddenly I'm addicted and I re-listen to this series all the flipping time. <laughs> so you just have a go-to book and that's okay. Uh, well, it's one of my go-to series. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. As it's acceptable. So, another one I think I have a really good chance of loving is Spinning Silver. Because I loved Uprooted. And I can't imagine that the writing style is going to change drastically between the two. I'm looking forward to meeting other characters in her world. So, I think I have a good chance of loving that one. I bet I will love Curse of the Blue Tattoo. I loved Bloody Jack. I remember liking what I read of this series. So, I can't imagine that I won't love that one. Six Crimson Cranes. I loved the duology that Elizabeth Lim wrote and released last year. So... Since I love her writing style, I love all the cool mythos that she brings into it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does with this one. Blood and Honey, I think, is a good bet because I loved Serpent and Dove so much. Like, scary amount. I couldn't believe how drawn into that book I got. I was shocked. So I'm hoping Blood and Honey will do basically the same thing for me. And then the fifth season, I think, will also be really good. Because you made it sound so interesting that I'm just like, Mo really liked it. It sounds really good. I feel like this is a good bet. So I'm going to be honest. I really hope you do like this season. I would have to say there's some interesting scenes in there towards the end of the book where I was like, mm, this does not float Mo's boat, but Mo's going to push through. And I'm glad that I did. So I'm going to give you a warning that if you don't love it, I understand because there are some weird spots in it, okay? Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate yes. the heads up. But I highly enjoyed it. I think N.K. Jeminson is a phenomenal writer. The story was so engrossing that I got over the parts where I was like, this is bizarre. I don't know if I like it. But that's okay. Yeah, I'm really excited. I also had to look up Blood and Honey because I was like, what is that other one It's about? And the summary is, the stakes are higher, the witches are deadlier, deadlier, and the romance is red hot. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> red hot romance. Got it. Serpent and Dove, one of the main characters, is a witch who had run away from her coven and was hiding in the city. And there's this religion versus magic kind of thing going on. And one of the guys who's part of the religious circle ends up basically in an arranged marriage with her. And Ooh. arranged marriages are my jam. I, I love those in books, and I was not expecting it in that, and I think that's part of what drew me in. Arranged but, marriages are my jam. Good to know. Good to know. I don't know what it is about that trope, that whole, our marriage was arranged, so we're going to have to deal with it somehow. But, like, the dynamic that always brings to the story is one that just engrosses me. So, if you tell me there's an arranged marriage as a focal point of the story, I will probably want to read it. Okay, well, I'm going to go find you some arranged marriages books and just make you read them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. All right, so tell me about some of your predictions, then. Ah, So, like I said... As is one that I started but had not finished, and I am determined to finish the book next year. And I know it's good. It's just a, it's just a lot. It's really 
you got to focus on it and read it, which means I'll be reading it probably from like eight o'clock until 10 p.m. at night every night to try to finish it. And I'm like already kind of a distracted person by all the shiny objects. So keeping my attention is kind of hard. Now, the best books, my predictions of the books that I'm going to really love are going to be The Last and Pro, both of the N.K. Jemison books, Forge by Benedict Jacka, Anxious People, and Heaven's River, which was the Bobiverse book. And, you know, only one of these is not a fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, I think you might have something you really like in books, too. You think? Just a little. <laughs> slightly, slightly... I mean, it's not really slightly. Really love sci-fi fantasy. So my next question, Abby, was are, are there any books on your list you're hesitant that you may not like because they've been so hyped up? Okay, so I'm genuinely unsure about John Green. Since I've never read anything of his, I don't know how I'm going to feel about looking for Alaska. I only I know that it's like a well-known book. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that because it is a really popular book and sometimes I like popular books and sometimes I don't. Yeah. So I'm not really sure about that one. Agatha Christie, I really haven't read too many murder mysteries. And it's not because it's a genre I dislike. It's just not a genre that I naturally am drawn to. And so I'm really hoping I like Agatha Christie, but I'm kind of worried that I won't. And I'll be really disappointed if I don't end up liking her because she's like the name in Murder Mysteries. I know she, gosh, I can't remember when she published her books, but I'm pretty sure they're like 20s, 30s, 40s when they were written. Oh, yes. I watched I struggle... the Doctor Who episode on her. <laughs> I, I struggle with anything. I like that. I struggle with anything not written... 80s and on so within the last 40 years which is weird to say I do okay with some stuff from the 50s 60s 70s and then like once we get <laughs> I don't do well with classics at all I do much better with modern language to keep my attention span I am really picky about the classics that I actually like like most classics have zero interest for me and so like Journey to the Center of the Earth, 20,000 Leaves Under the Sea, classic things like that. I'm just like, that does, that does not intrigue me. I know it's classic. I know tons of people have read it, but... Uh, I know. Versus, like, Pride and Prejudice. I've reread Pride and Prejudice several times. I love that book. <laughs> so it's just, it's very picky. I couldn't possibly tell you how my brain decides what classics it likes. <laughs> <laughs> it just decides. I choose this classic to like. It's got some list of criteria that it has not made known to me. Well, how rude. I know. All right. Any that you're not sure you'll like? There's a few that I was like, will I actually enjoy this? So the first one, I'm a little burnt out on World War II fiction. So the Tattooist of Auschwitz, I worry about not liking as much. I really don't think I'm going to pick up any other World War II books next year. It's going to be one of my new goals because I just want to read some other time periods than World War II. Or at least not Holocaust related. Yeah. Um, That's part of why I've been putting that one off too. Because we've read several in a row. And I was just like, yeah. I, I can't do any more of these right now. 
I'm hoping The Last Dragon Slayer by Jasper Ford is going to be good. His other series, Tuesday Next, I enjoy, but they're, it's dry and it's British. And this is a young adult novel, so I'm hoping like I will get more into this one than I did to do. Because the other series was good. It just wasn't good enough for me to continue reading the series after the first book. Because I got bored, and I don't want to be bored. I want to be like drawn in and excited and like engrossed in it you know yeah and then like middle game by shannon mcguire was one i got on sale and i was like it's like three dollars like it, it can't be terrible and had good reviews also like every time i look at things that are on sale i check the reviews on it and i'm like that's good plus it's a hugo award-winning author and i'm like i've never heard of this author but they won a nebula and alice and a hugo award so i was like okay like, if they're this big in fantasy and sci-fi, I think I'll like this book a lot. So I'm hoping I do. Yeah. But the main characters are Roger and Dodger, and they're twins. I love that. Right? I was like, okay, <laughs> I was going to like this book. And yeah, I think those are the two that kind of make me a little bit more nervous. Everything else on here, I'm pretty certain I'm going to like. Because it's maybe instant karma, but you said I'll like it. Because it's an adult um, romance slice of life versus, like, not. Yeah, so I'm hoping you like Instant Karma. Well, if I don't, we're going to have a real interesting episode on that one. <laughs> That's okay. We'll deal. And of course, I, I'm certain I'm going to like Anxious, Pe- Anxious People by Frederick Backman. But things could happen. I could not like it because I've struggled to read Beartown, which I've started a few times. Because it's, it's all about a town set in Scandinavia, probably Sweden, I think. And it's all about hockey. The book started out really strong and then it got boring. So, hmm. trying to hopefully that won't happen again. But yeah, those are probably the ones I'm a little bit more hesitant about. Two more questions. Are there any new genres that you want to try? You said mystery. Was there anything else besides mysteries? Um, mystery is really where I'm tr- uh, choosing to stretch myself this coming year because my main genres, you know, are fantasy, sci fi, and historical fiction. I do romances when I'm in the mood. It's a very specific mood that I have to be in, though. <laughs> So mystery is really where I'm trying to stretch myself. I don't do thrillers and horrors, period. I just don't. I have zero interest in them. I want nothing to do with any of it. I can understand that. I have an active enough imagination that I don't need to give it anything anything else that's not happy. Mm-hmm. What do you want to try? Nothing. I'm not, I actually am not expanding <laughs> any of my interest level. I just noticed that. I'm like, wow, I actually am not picking anything outside of my normal genres i don't i don't know i can't think uh i don't like suspense and thrillers very much i don't ever get into them i find them boring i don't like romance i don't like horror i do like biographies and autobiographies but i haven't i didn't find any that needed to add to my list i do like historic like history books memoirs but i don't know i'm really sticking to my favorite things which is i like slice of life I mean, I kind of like you and romance. I feel like I'd be in the right mood for mm-hmm. historical fiction, sci-fi, and fantasy. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Last year, I did expand my horizons, I guess we'll call it, with um, true crime, which is always interesting. And mostly my true crime was about businesses who did bad things. One was called Bad Blood, which is all about the silicone scandal 
biotech company that swindled millions of dollars out of investors and blah, 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 just some other stuff. That was really good. And I really enjoyed it. But those kind of things I like, it's like podcasts, like those are for long drives. And I'm not doing long drives. I'm doing short little bursts to go pick up my kids or walking or running. I'm going to try running next year again. We'll see how that goes too. (laughs) But those are not books that you listen to while you exercise. Like, and you can't just pick them back up again. So I tried. I tried to listen to one of the books I had started when I was doing those big long drives and not interested. So that's how that's going. Fair enough. Sorry for like the random like tangent of why I'm not picking a new genre. (laughs) (laughs) And then are there any kinds of books that you want to stay away from? I mentioned I don't want to read World War II Holocaust books next year, except for the tattooist of Auschwitz. Yeah, um, other than my normal horror and thriller, I definitely need to back away from World War II historical fiction for a while. Historical fiction is like the least of my main three that I normally read, and I read enough of it this past year that it just like, it was too much because I was reading too much of it at once, so I need a longer break. I can understand that. It's just, they're so heavy, and I mean, that is meant to be heavy. We are meant to talk about these things because they're important you know mm-hmm. for sure but it's definitely it's hard like and it's just so it just makes me so sad that there this real thing happened to this real set of people for sure well that is our what do we call this predictions our new year's resolution our goals for 2021 we hope that you heard some books that you would enjoy reading along with us and then listening to our episode. And if you have any suggestions, of course, let us know because we are always looking for new books. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. For a list of the books we talked about today, visit our community page on Facebook at The Book Life Podcast and search under Files. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by Katie Benoit from her album Dominique. You can find Katie on Instagram at K, the number 8, T, B E N O I T and on Spotify under her name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.